Welcome to Baldy and the Beard. My name is Luke. My name is Garapy. And we're Baldy and the Beard. Welcome to our show. Today we're going to talk about... I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, we should talk about what we've been playing. What we've been doing. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy Fifteen. So much that you beat it. I did. Yes. I did. Very I'm much so. Not there yet. I'm still... Wandering well, around doing meaningless quests. Well, let, let me rephrase that. I I beat the I beat the story, the, the campaign, story, if yeah. you will. Which I'm sure was pretty epic. I can only imagine. It's not bad. I did you cry? No, there's definitely it's definitely pulls in the heartstrings a little bit though. Did you gasp? Were you like, <gasps> and then touch your heart? No, no. One of my uh, one of my gripes about the story is. They give away the ending in the chapter before the actual end of the game. That's really stupid. Yeah. It... I don't know. It it kind of sucked in that in that respect. It, it was definitely... It was solid. I mean, it, it's not the best Final Fantasy story, but it's it's not terrible. It's coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game's much more about the friendship between your party than anything else and that's what i honestly probably enjoy the most out of anything in that game yeah i like uh and like you had said after playing a little bit i like the fact that it's like the ninja turtles yeah um i think the game the game itself has got plenty of filler quests and things to do and stuff to keep you busy and keep you entertained but seeing the story and from that standpoint and what happens to Without giving anything away, I mean, major stuff happens to pretty much each one of the characters throughout the... Really? Something major happens to each one of the characters at some point during the game. And then their journey together obviously culminates at the end. Um, it's interesting. I kind of thought they are going to leave the three other characters just kind of, eh, there. No, you, uh, something, something major happens to each one of them throughout the course of the game at different points too so it's not like the end of the game you know bam all of a sudden all this stuff's thrown on the table story-wise like i said it's not the it wasn't my favorite final fantasy story but it wasn't the worst um it's certainly been popular yeah i i I enjoyed it it was worth beating um for anybody out there that's still working on it definitely uh sit through the credits so there's a mid-credit sequence that takes place the night before the final battle, and then there's an after credit sequence that kind of uh, explains actually the logo that you see when you start up the game. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then of course, after you beat it, you're allowed to go back and do all the end game content, which is where the meat of the game is. The dungeons are way harder. The bosses are much more difficult. I started running one endgame dungeon, and the enemies were all level 80 plus. Oof. Do you feel they left it open for a sequel, or some kind of continuation? No. Not at all. This will... If they have a sequel, it's gonna be without spoiler... It it would do without some of the characters. Interesting. Um, I don't want a sequel either. Uh, it wraps up that well, huh? It Yeah, it, it finishes the story like it should. I... Being a huge Final Fantasy fan, I don't like any of the sequels all that much. Final Fantasy the um, thirteen two, mm-hmm. I didn't mind because I thought the battle system was fun, but the story was garbage. So yeah, I'm 
I'd be disappointed if there's a sequel. And that's coming from somebody that loves the game. I have 80 hours into it and probably got another 20 hours of endgame content to go through, including the Adamantois fight, which is the like big hunt in the game. So with with that being said and like finally beating the story and stuff, I I'm pretty happy overall. The fact that I still have something to do after 80 hours and not just something to do. I still have quite a bit of stuff I can do is pretty impressive. And I didn't feel like bored at all during that time. How many hours have you put into it? 80, 80 hours and 8 minutes so far. So between the two of us, I mean, that's that's over 100 hours. We got our money's worth out of that for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you invest any interest in that game, I mean, you're going to get your money's worth out of that game because it's there's so much to do. It's fun. Yeah, it's not without its flaws. I, I would... It probably won't happen, but it would be nice if they patched in something to make the car go a little bit faster and yeah. the day-night cycle to be a little bit Well, they're faster. paying a lot of attention to it, and they're constantly updating it, which I do appreciate, and I think they will for a long time. I mean, if I had to give it a rating out of, like, 10, it'd be a high 8 or maybe even a 9. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, but there are some annoying things. And if anybody that has read anything online, Chapter 13 does suck. The chapter before it is sadly the worst chapter in the game and it takes place before the final battle in the game or the final boss fight whatever you want to call That's it interesting yeah it it's cool the last like 10 minutes or so of the chapter but the point preceding it is it's boring it's repetitive and i don't know it, it was legitimately the only part of the game that i didn't like that i found myself being like Please be over. This is just... It's about an hour long, and 45 minutes of it is... Is it just a lot of exposition? Uh, no, it's... For the only time in the game, you're stuck in, like, linear, linear corridors. Ugh. And it's literally walk here, backtrack to another door, walk through that door, and do the same thing over and over again. It's literally walking back and forth in this place. And then... You get all the way up to the top of this place and you fall down and have to work your way back up. That's really, really bad. Yeah, I I really didn't enjoy it. It's Like I said, it was the only part of the game that I really didn't care for. Um, yeah. Other than that, a lot of my stuff that I didn't like about the game are minor annoyances. Like I said, the car not going. The car moves pretty slow. be kind of nice if you could get around a little bit faster because the world is so big. It's very big. Nice. And you can run any, anywhere. Well, that and like you said, even on like chocobos and stuff, it it still takes a while to get places. Yeah. And I realized they were kind of going for that too. They wanted it to feel huge. And it does. They definitely succeeded. But once you get towards mid game or so, um, I even had the boost for getting AP for driving and stuff. I just found myself fast traveling because it wasn't worth waiting three, four minutes to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know. This is kind of nice, though. Like, if you have to get up and go to the bathroom or something, you can just set your car to drive real quick and run off for two, three minutes, and by the time you get back, it'll be where you're going. But, yeah, I was, uh, I'm pretty pleased. Um, like I said, story, it ended just fine. I was just kind of unfortunate that they give away the ending the chapter before. I wonder why, why do you think they chose to do that? I don't know. I, it's hard to say without, like, spoiler, spoiling it, but... It has to do with talking to the um, kings of Lucius, 
the former kings of um, Lucius or Lucius or whatever it is. Um, and just some of the stuff they say. And I don't, it kind of, it kind of, the way they talk to you kind of makes your journey come full circle. And it's kind of a point of growth for Noctis. So I, I kind of understand why they did it. It just sucks that they didn't do it better. Better or the like, even if they would have done it in chapter 14, I don't think it would have sucked as much. But playing a whole nother chapter, knowing how the game was going to end, it it was a little disappointing in that aspect. But it, it was a solid ending. I mean, it wasn't bad or anything. It wasn't Mass Effect 3 bad or anything like <laughs> that. I don't think any people are going to blow up the internet or anything for it. Well, I haven't seen any spoilers yet, so... It, it's good. It's worth... Uh, I, I will say, like, the first uh, seven, eight chapters of the game are... They're pretty short and kind of... You go do what you gotta do, and then you're back to exploring. Um, the last four or five chapters of the game are pretty straightforward. They're pretty story-driven. Pretty linear in that respect. You, you can kind of still leave and go do your own thing if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mechanic for time travel that's not really given much away, but um, it lets you go back, kind of explore what you're, what you want to. Well, that's cool. Um, but the actual chapters themselves are pretty straightforward and get the story moving. Um, the other day, I just set out when I set out to actually beat it. I was like, I'm just gonna go ahead and beat this game so I can focus on end game. I think it took me three hours to get from chapter ten to the end of the game. Three, three and a half hours. Oh, that's not bad. However, to be fair, the recommended levels were mid-30s to mid-40s throughout that point in time. I was 80, so I was able to pretty much... Got it. it. That game does make it pretty easy to level up if you know a couple of keys. I mean, it's, it goes quick. I mean, you do some hunts and you get that uh, debased coin yep. thing going on. Yeah. That being said, like the end boss fight was... It wasn't hard, but I think if you fought that at, like, level 50 or so, or, like, the level that they recommend, that would be a pretty challenging boss fight and be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised at how much they let you over-level in that game. I, I think it's because they kind of focused on the end game. Every dungeon you can go through in the game has a secondary once you unlock all the arms and stuff that you can go back through, and they're all, like, double the level that they were previously, so... Like I said, I went into the one dungeon and everything was 80 plus. That and game does, like they say at the beginning of it, it's made for newcomers and it's made for fans of the old. It's like, it's made to be challenging if you want it to be, but it's also made to wrap you up and bring you to through the story so that you can enjoy it if you don't know how to play an RPG or you're new to it. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think the end game stuff is for the experienced players. Um, yeah. The, some of the end game, um, just regular enemies, they can one shot people, just Oof. regular attacks if you're not good at dodging, or they can take half your health in one hit. So it really puts an emphasis on the stuff that fine tuning the mechanics of the combat, dodging, um, counter attacking, that kind of thing. I think it's going to be really challenging. Um, the dungeon I played was really fun. Um, probably the most fun I had in the game because I. I still have yet to die in that game, but I got really close multiple times. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was fun. No, it's a good game, and if you haven't bought it and you've been thinking about it, just go do it because 
it's worth your money. You'll get your money's worth out of it before you know it. Yeah, especially if you're looking for something to sink some time into. Yeah. Um, and if you're new to the series, I don't think that matters at all. It's it's good. It's a standalone story. There's plenty of fun stuff to do on the side, whether it's extra side quests, fishing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Customizing your car. I'm not big into that, but I'm... I love it. I'm a sucker. And one of the cool things, you can buy all the soundtracks from the old game. Granted, yeah. if you're a newcomer, probably won't be as cool to you, but... It is kind of cool walking around or fishing while you're listening to old school soundtracks. Um, can, listen, can you listen to soundtracks while you're fishing? Yep. No kidding. I didn't know that. That and the the, the world is a, it is a, a pretty world for the most part. I mean, there's a couple spots where it's kind of bland, but for the most part, it's done really well. The monsters are absolutely... Gorgeous. Yeah, I mean... Especially the bigger ones, too, like the boss monsters. The first time you're traveling at night and you come across an Iron Giant. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And the thing's 50 times bigger than you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Tell anybody that's kind of looking for a good RPG. Even if you haven't played, like, a Japanese RPG before, it's it's a nice hybrid. I think it's the closest thing they could do to taking a traditional JRPG and mixing it with a Western RPG. That still make people on both sides happy. Yeah, it's been doing a good job for that. It's exactly what the Final Fantasy and Square Enix needed. So I think it's it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they're going to go from here. It's going to be hard to top, I think. This is a big deal, and like they delayed it a few times. And uh, I was skeptical. I think we all were skeptical. But it kind of blew a lot of people away. And that's that's what they needed. But now we got Final Fantasy VII, the remake, coming out. Yeah, I, uh... That's their next big big thing. I think it's going to be a lot like this, the battle system and... I think the so. Way, the way it plays. Um, I'm thinking it might be a little tighter, though. Yeah, I... They're not... Square... Everybody was worried about them remaking Final Fantasy VII because they didn't want them to screw it up. I think Square knows they can't screw it up. Yeah. They have to make it. Well, this is a good way to test a lot of the ideas that they're probably brewing for... The remake, I mean, the battle system alone is a big deal. I, after this, I, and like you said, lifelong Final Fantasy fan, and fan of Square Enix for the most part, most of their games I enjoy, but to say that Final Fantasy hadn't taken a step back would be just a complete lie. I mean, 13 was, I'm one of the few people that enjoyed 13, and even I thought it was just an okay game. So I think they actually realized they needed to, they needed to retool the way they did things, and I don't, I think if as well as they did fifteen, if they put that kind of care into the remake of Final Fantasy VII, and for to a, a lesser extent, I shouldn't say lesser extent, but to an offshoot uh, Kingdom Hearts three, I think all three of the games are going to be great games. So let's hope that Square's got all their ducks in a row and. Kingdom Hearts 3 turns out great, and the remake turns out great. Yeah. Um, if they're not learning from this, then, I mean, they're doomed to fail. I mean, they're... They can't survive on the Japanese market alone anymore. Yeah. Gaming has become too expensive. It's like the movie industry. You, you can't make a AAA game for a million dollars anymore. No, and uh, I feel like the Japanese market's a lot more forgiving than American, just because they're big fans over there you know they can pop out anything 
Well, yeah. yeah, they'll buy anything that has the name attached to it. Yeah, and certainly there's a market like that in the West too. But well, the thing is, is in the past the Japanese market could support a single game, mm-hmm. a million copies. If, if you remember, um, like PlayStation Two era, a greatest hits was something that sold a million copies. A million copies isn't even that great anymore. No. If it's not selling four or five million, that's when it's starting to be considered a, you know, a great selling game. So, the game industry is changing. Yeah, it really has. And I feel Square's been a little like Nintendo in a lot of ways. I feel like they've had a hard time adapting. I feel like most Japanese companies have had a hard time adapting. Yeah, Nintendo is definitely a sure sign of that. I mean, they're just now getting into voice chat with the Switch and regular friends you know social stuff when xbox has been in that for 12 years it's yeah i need to catch up i hope they can uh figure out online on the switch um speaking of online uh i know both of us have been playing a lot of uh siege lately yes we have we got back into siege which is it's a really good game and like the player base is larger now than it was when it came out on launch and honestly the game was a lot better than it was on launch it's a good game. It's, I don't know how to describe it other than it's a lot. I mean, you, you'll still run into the stuff that you're running with all online shooters. Um, yeah. But for the most part, a lot of the deaths and stuff you take are because of your own stupidity. You're not watching corners. You're not, you know, you're, that game is so weird because you're on a four minute timer, which seems, doesn't seem like a long time. But it can be an eternity or it can be not nearly enough time. And that game is all about being patient. The people that tend to do well, like when we're playing with friends and stuff, are the people that can sit back and they wait. Yep. But if you wait too long to try to enter a room or something, you get yourself killed because they know you have to come after the objective. Or Yeah. And you start second guessing yourself too. It's like, well, what if I make this movie and catch them off guard? Probably won't. But... It's a good game, and I think that's Ubisoft's baby right now. It's, it's a huge streaming game. It's one of the top five streaming games that I was watching on Twitch. It's big, and they're constantly on top of it. They're updating it. They're bringing out new uh, operators all the time, new levels that you don't even have to buy like season passes for if you don't want to. You can unlock them you know, naturally, which is, which is pretty cool. I like that you can unlock them naturally. However, the price to unlock the new operators is like tens of thousands of yeah which takes forever even if you're good we got a friend that plays uh two of them actually that are both pretty good and they're always going well well positive eight and two or so which in that game is pretty damn good yeah and uh you know they're getting two three hundred renown well a new operator if you're you don't have the season pass like fifteen thousand at least so unless you're doing every daily challenge and stuff it's even if you did, that's seven hundred fifty eight hundred extra points. I mean, you're talking three hundred. I mean, you're talking fifty matches. So unless you have a booster, you so pay money for. Don't get me wrong; it's cool that you can unlock them that way. But even if they dropped it to ten thousand, which is still pretty spendy and would still force a lot of people to buy the season pass, it'd be a little more obtainable. Yeah, but that's a minor gripe. Um, it's a solid game. And, like, I, the shooting is really solid, and except for some BS explosive mechanics, I've, I've really enjoyed it. 
That and some wonky hit detection at times. Yeah. Um, but that's every game. Call of Duty, Battlefield. It really is. And as far as, like, if you're going to put Call of Duty and Siege on a, a comparison, I mean, Siege is still just 100 times tighter than Call of Duty ever was. I think Siege is just way better. Yeah, for sure. And it, it promotes way more teamwork, too. Oh, you have to. You get those running gunners that just ruin everything for everybody. The the thing with the running with the people that run and gun, they can have good rounds, even good matches, but they're gonna lose to a a team that's working together consistently because they're gonna yeah. watch each other's back. Um, well, a good team knows what to expect. Yep. And running gunners, and there's even operators designed around running gunning are splitting off from the group and you know going commando. Caviera. The people that can play her really well, though. She's good. She's really good. Especially her interrogate thing. There's been matches that we've won when uh, I have or a friend of ours can uh, take people down because it shows uh, where the um, everybody on the enemy team is for like 10 seconds, and that, that changes the outlook of the game. So, yeah, we've been playing that. That's a great game. Uh, been dabbling in Overwatch again a little bit. It's a game that... I don't know about you. I won't play it for three months. I'll come back, play the hell out of it for a couple weeks, and then I give it a break again. I haven't been playing it very much, but I do like it still. It's still a solid game. I just only have so much time, you know. So yeah. it's been mostly Siege. Yep. I'm trying to think of anything else I've been playing. I'm playing Secret World, which is a four-year-old MMO, but it's a lot of fun. But uh, it's different that you don't focus on leveling up you focus on unlocking abilities and that's your strength like my level i don't know how to explain it because because it's so different but i can run with people i've been playing for 20 plus hours with my character i played for maybe 10 and still do enough dps to like make a difference in it and it's fun it's it's kind of like based around templars and illuminati and stuff like that and like things that could be real world um lastly it's been a week or so but we've uh we tried out the Super Mario World randomizer. That was pretty cool. That was fun. I don't quite understand it, but it's fun. I know it randomized levels and it randomized other things like certain kinds of enemies. It'll add water and stuff yeah. to certain levels. Um, or whether or not you're Mario or Luigi. It's uh, it's it's neat. It it pretty it's pretty much uh like a whole whole new Super Mario World. It does tend to make the game a little bit harder. But it's not like on the level of like Kaizo Mario or anything. It's definitely beatable. Um, that was fun though. Yeah, it was. Uh, been enjoying it. We still have to finish it about halfway through it, but it's uh, it's kind of fun hitting start on the button because the the levels are they're named different, but they're still in the same spots and like the ghost house and stuff. But they're completely different. So the second you jump into a level, it's like the first time you've ever played it. So it's it's fun having that new experience. Yeah, it really is. And, like, I always waffle between Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario World being my favorite Mario game. I kind of lean towards Mario World being my favorite Mario game. Just because it feels tighter to me. Yeah, we were having this conversation, um, and I'm the same way between those two. And I've always leaned Super Mario 3, but I find myself playing Super Mario World way more than I play Super Mario 3. Yeah, and like I was explaining to another pr- friend of mine, it's like, I love Super Mario Bros. 3, but like, there was no save feature on that growing up on Nintendo. So like, I am so, I got so sick of 
the first three, four worlds because I played them so much until I figured out flutes, of course. I think I was talking to you about that, actually. Well, that and I don't know. We're not, like, super great at I'm sure there's some people that can beat that game in an hour through every world, but I can't. It'd take me two, three hours at least. Even two players. Um, so I know what you're saying there. Still love them both. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, since we're on the... Uh, no, wait, we got some more games before we should hop over to Switch. In fact, we should just make the Switch our... I'm excited for coming out a week from Sunday, Double Dragon 4. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Double Dragon. Old NES game, arcade game. But honestly, the, arca- the NES games are way better than the terrible arcade games. Thanks to your... Arcade sticks. Arcade sticks, we got to play them. The tank stick. The tank sticks. If any- sweet. If anybody's in the... I'm going to do a shameless plug. We are not sponsored by them or anything, but I am super happy with it. If anybody's in the looking for a good uh, arcade stick that you can hook up to a laptop or a RetroPie or anything, um, I can't remember the oh X Arcade. They make a thing called Tank Stick. Um, it's like when I bought it, it was 250 bucks. I don't know if they've gone up or down in price, but it's got two joysticks with eight buttons a piece, a trackball. Um, it's awesome. Uh, buttons on the side and stuff. You wanted to do pinball and the thing weighs like 25 pounds. Um, it's solid. It's it's great too. They guarantee all their parts for life, so if something ever breaks on it, you just like send them your serial number or whatever, and they'll send you the replacement parts. Um, it it's fantastic. It's it's super fun. Um, it was like two three hundred bucks. Two fifty when I bought it. That ain't bad. Um, that ain't bad. If you said that, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. I I highly recommend it if you're in the mood for. Any kind of arcade gaming or maybe making your own or yeah, something. Yeah, and it's, it hooks up to your computer USB, right? Yep. So, like, you just get an arcade emulator and you can basically play anything. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun on that thing, especially the track and field. Yeah, for sure. And, like, um, the buttons, uh, I haven't personally done it, but there's a way to, like, remap all the buttons and stuff using a keyboard and um, mo- mo- most MAME emulators and stuff, you can do that anyway, but it's... uh. It's awesome. i super happy with that purchase. My only regret is I don't use that thing as much as I should. You should put it into like a cabinet. I want to. I just don't have the money to build one right now. I feel like we could do it for relatively cheap if we had a jigsaw and some sheets of plywood. Yeah, that's a project for another day. Let's think about it. Anyway, where were we? Uh, Double Dragon. Did, yes. Double Dragon 4 coming out on PlayStation 4 and PC, not Xbox, unfortunately. But it's um, if you played Double Dragon, eight uh, bit graphics, eight uh, bit gameplay, I think they're going to add some leveling up and like uh, new abilities and stuff. And two player, which is it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I'm going to get my brother over. We're going to play it. It's going to be so much fun. I wish more games did couch co op. Yeah. That might be the single worst thing about like, I don't even want to say this console generation because it's been going on for longer than that, but um, like newer gaming. They got rid of the couch co-op. Ironically, PC probably has the most couch co-op. And I would never couch co-op on a PC. Yeah, that's that's why it's ironic. It's, it's weird. But I still enjoy some couch co-op. I think some of the best recently has been um, Overcooked. Yeah, that they... game is so good. So much fun. Uh, quick rundown on that for anybody that's not familiar with that. That's a um, up-to-four-player 
it's a cooking game, which sounds weird, but you're you're playing uh, the levels change. Um, you can be on the on a semi, or there can be an earthquake or something while you're doing it. But I mean, it's just like cooking in an actual restaurant. You have to have somebody washing the dishes. You have to have somebody like making the meat, chopping the vegetables, this, that, and the other thing. Quickest way besides Mario Kart or Mario Party to turn your friends into enemies. I mean, we were playing that one night, um, you, your brother, and my girlfriend, and we were, I mean, we're good friends, and we were yelling at each other 15 <laughs> minutes into the game. And, I mean, we were, we were still being successful, too, but we were still yelling at each other. Like a real kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... Like, why don't you have these onions chopped yet? Yeah. Where's my hamburger? What are you doing on this side of the kitchen? That kind of stuff. Clean those dishes. Yeah, that that's the thing, too, is, like, your, your customers will only give you so long to get an order done, too. And they start stacking up. And it gets super stressful. You know, it's funny because you there's, like, the phase of, what are we doing? Let's figure this out. Then there's the phase of yelling at each other angrily. And then the another phase of synergy where, like... I got this coming up. You got this ready for me? Yep, got that coming. And then you put it in there and you serve it. Like, all right, got some dirty dishes. Somebody got that? Yep, I got that. Well, yeah, that's the great thing. Is that but it's what? every level, every new level is different. So, like, you're going through those three phases like a schizophrenic every time. Yeah, and it's only like a two and a half minute round or something. And you have to get, like, X amount of meals served to get, you know, like a gold medal or whatever. Yeah. And it seems like no matter what you do, you don't hit that synergy till there's 45 seconds left. And by that point in time... And then you play it again. Yeah, you're at the point of no return. And it doesn't matter if you have that synergy. The second you restart the same level, you're yelling at each other again. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's worth the 15, 20 bucks it costs. It's it's good. It's a, it's a very interesting uh, game. I know it's on PC and Xbox. I'm pretty sure it's on PS4. I'm sure it is. Um highly recommend that fun couch co-op game it'll make your friends into enemies speaking of uh enemies re7 is uh just around the corner i'm so torn on this game just because like we were talking about vr which i have psvr or xbox where i can have my controller and be safe behind my tv i want to try them both but i want to pay for both it's a weird problem to have first world problems yeah i don't know um Part part of me thinks the real way to experience that game would be PlayStation VR. It has to be. But at the same time, I, I'll, I'll just straight out say it. The spooky factor is there. Part of me doesn't want to play it like that. And then the other part of me wonders if it would be clunky and be uncomfortable playing it like that. I, I don't know if you have. I have only had limited experience with the VR like 25 minutes or so. Do you think you could sit in the headset for five hours and play a game? Um, that's a good question. I could see myself for a good three, maybe two, three hours until you get more adjusted to it. But all the demos that came out with it are either, you know, they're minutes, minutes at a time. I mean, I do have a couple of full, full-time full games and I did play Valkyrie for a couple hours at a time, but I think there would definitely be an adjustment. I don't think you're just going to put it on for the first time and sit and play it for five, six hours. Well, that, that, that's what worries me. Like, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying you would play a five or six hour session of the game anyway, but if you're really into the game, 
is there going to be a point in time where you're sitting there after three hours and you're like, I want to keep playing, but I got to take this damn headset off because I have a headache or I'm just dying because my eyes are profusely sweating. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Uh, the headset's comfortable enough. I don't think that's going to be a big issue. If you have glasses or not, I think that'll be an issue, depending on your glass shape. But, you know, video games and hipsters like myself, my big old black rim glasses, I think there could be some squishing that could go on. But, on the other hand, I've played that without my glasses on, and honestly, it works okay, even with my uh, vision impairment. I think, can I be honest... Yeah, I want the Xbox version because I love achievements. Then we can both play it. There's we're, that. There's that. We're game sharing. Just, but let's be honest. I bought on PS4 with our PSVR. My PSVR. We're both bitches, so we'll be sharing that just as much. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I I will straight up say like, I am like the worst horror gamer ever. I absolutely love horror games, but I am a. I totally get yeah. scared playing them. I won't even lie. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you're supposed to, but... I haven't been scared on, I think, uh, Survival Horror since Outlast. Yeah, that game was... I don't. People can make fun of me all they want. That game was scary. Especially yeah. the fact that you can't fight back. There's something you like... You cannot fight back. There's something to be said about... Um, like, even previous Resident Evil games. Like, my first one was the Director's Cut. And I, I was a kid at the time... And don't get me wrong, I got hit with the jump scares and stuff, but I was never super scared because I always had a handgun. Now, granted, the ammo was limited and stuff. You couldn't just run around and shoot everybody, but at the same time, you had enough ammo. You had enough ammo to comfortably get through the game, I felt. Yeah. This game, the previews and stuff I've been reading, I've seen online and stuff, it sounds like ammo is very much at a premium. That's the way it should be. And your shots need to count. So... Part of me feels like that would just that alone kind of gives it that outlast feel where you're, yeah, you can maybe defend yourself a little bit, but you can't defend yourself from the three guys running at you. Yeah, and like that first guy they introduce in the house, I mean, in the first three, four hours, you can't even hurt him with your gun. Like, you can't do anything to him. She's like a really angry groundskeeper Willie with a pitchfork coming <laughs> at you through the wall. You can't do shit. Here's Willie. <laughs> I love groundskeeper Willie. But, like, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Because well, Resident Evil is just like Final Fantasy is, and it needs a shot in the arm. Real bad. Yeah, I'm, uh... We we talked about this a while back, but I I could have said I could care less what Resident Evil did. And this is coming from a huge fan of the series up until... I didn't even care for 5 that much, but I have a soft spot for it for sentimental reasons but six was awful i'd say five was good if you played legendary like the hard difficulty because if you're a, a final, final fantasy a resident evil gamer like we were from the beginnings except you were early way earlier than i was you can handle the hard difficulty on five because they throw so much ammo at you it's like parade candy yeah. it's like bullets 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 and six was just it was a freaking hollywood movie like you just explosions and jumping and quick time actions and i had i beat one campaign on it my sister asked if her and her husband could borrow borrow it they seen that had it and i was like sure wasn't playing it they asked if i wanted it back like four times and i'm like no no why don't you just keep it because it's just gonna waste space yeah 
I don't know. I, I played the Leon campaign with a friend, and I did enjoy it because I liked the character. But it just, like I said, it was a, it wasn't the Resident Evil that we started with, which for me was the GameCube remake, which was probably one of the finest of the Resident Evil games. I yeah, that would be that would be tough for. Uh... That's not even true, actually. I started on Dreamcast with Code Veronica, which is to my to this day one of my favorite ones. That it is my favorite Resident Evil. And a lot of people probably hate me for saying that, but... No, it's... Code Veronica, Resident Evil 2, and the remake. Any one of the three. I think for me it's Veronica, remake, and then Zero. Zero's good, too. I like Zero a lot. It doesn't make... I mean, they found a way to make it make sense. It doesn't make sense story-wise, but... It's got a cute girl in it. That's fine. I do like the fact that you can, like, drop inventory yeah. and pick it up. Kind of where you dropped it. That's pretty much unique to that game for that series. I really hope they bring that back with this new one. Realistically, they should because, I mean, got blue jeans. I mean, what are you going to put in there? Box of ammo? No. Somehow you're going to be able to fit a shovel in there. <laughs> Just stick it to your back. Shovel Knight. Oh, I love Shovel Knight. Let's not get started on that. Uh, Yeah, Resident Evil 7. I mean, yay. Yeah, I'm excited. It's out Tuesday, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. On um, the 24th? I'm almost positive that's the release date. It's a big deal. I know it's next week. I just can't remember if it was the 24th or the 26th. A couple quick things before we get to the Switch. Um, awesome games done quick. Which is awesome. Which is the first time I've ever watched this because of this guy. But it was really cool. If you're not familiar, um, explain it. Uh <laughs> I thought you were going to. Yeah, I just passed that torch. That's fine. Um, so awesome games done quick. Uh, you might have heard of summer games done quick or winter games done Probably quick. Probably not, though. It's I don't know. It's pretty popular. Well, since um, my brother is the only other person that probably be listening to this, he may have heard of them. But go on. Um, it's a, speed run, a bunch of speedrunners get together for uh, various uh, charitable causes. Um, this one in particular happened to be the Prevent Cancer Foundation, but they uh, they play a bunch of awesome games really quickly. Um, they have races, um, speed runs of different things. They take donation incentives for like what the name characters, what kind of runs to do for bonus runs. Um, and they talk while doing it, which to me will be challenging. Yeah, they'll, they'll explain things, and they also have people that'll uh, explain things while they're running into. Um, but yeah, they, they um, save them all to YouTube. Um, they live stream it. It's uh, Games Done Quick on uh, YouTube, and I believe it's Games Done Quick on Twitch as well. But um, it's awesome. People support it. Uh, this last event, which just got done last week, raised point. It was $2.22 million. Which is for cancer research. Yeah, in seven days. That's amazing. And it's all donations from people wanting to see different runs and this, that, and the other thing. And I really enjoyed it because I got to see a lot of games that I knew personally. And then I got to see new games that I've never seen before speedrun. Like games you wouldn't expect to speedrun, which is really cool. Yeah, and they they have some cool events too. Um, the races happen to be my favorite races are cool um you know sometimes it'll be like my favorite race this year was the Mega Man x race they had four runners that was cool um 
obviously the race to see who can finish first. But the other cool event they had was uh, Donkey Kong Country Relay. Three different runners on three different teams. They had one person play Donkey Kong Country, one person played Donkey Kong Country 2, and the last person played Donkey Kong Country 3, and they raced to the finish in that. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty awesome. That was one of my favorite things to watch. And they always usually have certain blocks of certain games, a Mega Man block, uh, like Metroid block, Mario is always popular. Um, and these guys really kill it. I mean, they... They do a good job. And like to give you an idea of, of how much these guys play these games, like most of them just play this game on Twitch and they get donations all the time. Yep. And for Donkey Kong Country 2, before they started that race, the one of the guys had played the game for 10,000 hours. Like they documented 10,000 hours of him practicing this game. One game. That's insane to me. Like, I may have played one game for 120 hours, 130 hours, but I think World of Warcraft was 12 days. Yeah, I the only game I was going to say that would even be close to that, I I had... I sucked at it. I think spread across all my accounts and all the years I played WoW, I had something like 50 days, which is a ton. But for World of Warcraft, not really. No, but still, I mean, 50 days is... That's a lot of game time. And life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, That's why I quit. Or no. What did, I, what did I have? No, I had more than that. Because I remember, I remember joking with someone that I spent pretty much a year of my actual life playing WoW. So it must have been like 300 days or something. I might have been thinking of my main character. But either way, even at that, that's... Yeah. So check it out. They, they do some awesome stuff. There's... Uh, they have them archived from years past, too. Um, good way to find other runners, too, if there's a certain game that you uh, like to watch streamed. Um, a lot of these guys have had the world record or currently do in a lot of the games they run. Um, the, the, the funny thing is, in a community such as speedrunning, where they're trying to beat world records and stuff, the community is super supportive for the most part. You would think it would be super competitive and uh, nobody would be trying to help anybody. If you even want to get into speedrunning a game or you think, you know, there's a game that you think you're good at and you kind of want to pick it up or, you know, even you're looking for tips on how to beat a game, sometimes speedrunning a game is easier than trying to beat it normally. You see some stuff, you're like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, exactly. Even like jumps and stuff in like contra where you're like oh this part's super hard and then you watch a guy jump over everything you're like wow i hate myself what's more frustrating is you watch somebody play a game you've played your whole life and like they'll stand in one spot for a whole boss fight and they just beat it and it sucks yeah or they'll sit there and they'll be like oh this boss is super easy and you're like this is the boss i can never beat yeah no that's good though check it out you know it's it's fun you know what else is going to be fun? The Nintendo Switch. No, wait. Dragon Quest Eight, Dude, that's on the itinerary. DQA, it's not Dairy Queen, son. Dairy Queen, that's so good. I wish it was open.
Welcome to the second half of our episode where we're going to talk about Nintendo. The Nintendo Switch, to be exact. Yeah, but also Dragon Quest Eight because I want to talk about that a little. Because Dragon Quest is awesome. It is. And Dragon Quest Eight is probably the best one in the series. For sure, actually. Uh, it's kind of an old school franchise. Like I, I can't imagine a lot of new gamers getting into that and being like, oh, this is super cool, best game ever. I feel like there's a certain age that comes with it. True. But Dragon Quest Eight worth your time. Uh, Speaking of time sinks, yeah. like Final Fantasy XV ate a lot of my time. Dragon Quest VIII will eat 200 hours if you let it. It is a traditional JRPG in every sense of the word. Well, just like the extra battle arena stuff you can do. and Yeah. Um, it is grindy. It is, but it's still fun. And the characters are good. See, the thing is, too, is like I don't even feel they needed to... It's going to get ported over, and graphics are probably going to be about the same, but it was cel-shaded. Yeah. If anything ages well, it's cel-shading. All the cel-shaded games are the best. They they don't really age. Even like on Dreamcast, like with uh, Jet Set Radio, which was cel-shaded, those graphics are still decent. And that was, gosh, man, when did that come out? That must have been uh, 99 or 2000 when that came out. Well, I know we got an HD update of it, and it looks better, but the Wind Waker looked still look great oh yeah yep um no cell shading is amazing and dragon quest 8 is that it's a good game either get it on a playstation 2 or just buy it in your 3ds dragon quest uh, or dragon warrior as we used to know it now it's dragon quest but um they've gotten i I don't know if i want to say popular but more well known uh dragon quest heroes now dragon quest builders yep Uh, uh dragon quest uh seven came out i think it was seven over the fall so they're kind of building some momentum in america which is really good because they were just ready to not release dragon quest games in america there's even rumors that dragon quest 11 is finally gonna come to the switch that'd be sweet oh my goodness i give it some love it's so good uh, speaking of uh other nintendo properties being supported yeah. not that to anybody's surprise that it sold well but uh Pokemon Sun and Moon have sold four and a half million copies so far. Um, that's just from, was it late October, early November? Pretty much three months. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, but on to the Switch. I uh, Nintendo Switch. Still, still want to see it in action. Still a little skeptical, but I, uh, I'm excited for it. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a nice. I don't even want to. St- say bridge the gap but it, it it's going to blur the lines between a a portable gaming device and a home console for the first time ever in my opinion and zelda of course looks really good that is going to be the reason if i get a switch why i get one i mean i was right excited away. for the wii because motion controls that were mediocre i mean they were good they're fine but the switch it's going to be a good launch i think it's going to be a solid launch I don't know how their software is going to support their system for the next year. They have a couple things lined up with Super Mario Universe, whatever it's called. Odyssey. Odyssey. I didn't see anything on it. I didn't look. I did. It looks like Mario is going to be in the city and stuff. Which is a weird thought, because he's a weird little Italian Nintendo man. Yeah, but look at... Now, granted, not my favorite game in the series, but look at some of the more oddball stuff they did, like uh, Super Mario Sunshine. A lot of people love that game. I, it wasn't my favorite, but I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I 
I don't see why it couldn't work. It'd be cool. I'll give it... It's going to be a Mario game. Mario games are never like... I was going to say Mario games are never bad, but that's not true. Talking about you, Mario is missing. That's not really a Mario game. Mario's (laughs) time machine or whatever. Mario with numbers. That was... We don't talk about that, right? Well, they're Mario games. They were bad. So, 95% of Mario games are good. So, odds are this one's going to be good. 95. 95%. Put it this way, the mainstream Mario, like the the big title Mario games are never bad. He's not playing sports. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of a Mario game that's bad. That's like mainstream? You're going to have a hard time. I shouldn't say mainstream, but... Like, I could say a Mario game would be repetitive before I say it's bad. That's true. That's true. And... The last time I stopped playing a Mario game because I didn't like it was probably one of those 2D side-scrolling uh, Wii U. Not Wii U. The Super Mario Brothers Wii. Just, they're not good. Well, they're good, but they're not good multiplayer. No, though. They're rough. It is way too hard to play with somebody else in those 2Ds. You end up just jumping on top of each other or something. Um, but we're getting off topic. Um, Sorry. Mario Odyssey, it's unfortunate that it's not a launch title. Um, they promise that it's going to come this year, and I have no doubts that it will. I can't remember the exact release date, but I'm pretty sure it was early fall. But uh, I would have liked to have seen that as a launch title, so that'll probably be good. They're bringing uh, Splatoon 2 is going to be on the Switch. Um, Splatoon was a, a very surprising, very fun game. I don't want to call it paintball, but it kind of was like that. You're little squids, and you shoot each other with ink, and your objective is to kind of ink the board, so to speak. That was a fun game. It was yeah. fresh. It's a good IP for Nintendo to get into. See, the, the the one thing that concerns me is their little detachable controllers, the Joy-Cons or whatever they're called. Yeah. They look small, and I don't... There's, I mean... A game like Splatoon you could because there's not many buttons, but how are you going to detach those controllers and are they going to be comfortable to hold? I don't think they're going to be any less comfortable than a nunchuck. There might yeah. be more buttons, but like, I'm imagining a nunchuck with maybe a pinky or a ring finger button. Yeah, but are you going to be able to hold that with two hands and not feel squished together? Oh, I suppose if you're holding like an NES controller. I, I just... American hands. I just kind of wonder, and like, I think a game uh, like... Mario Kart, if you detach the controller to play two-player on the same screen, how you, what's going to drift, what's going to shoot? Does the Joy-Con have two joysticks on it? No, just one. Just one. If so you detach it. If you do two together, it's one pad. Yep. And it's kind of, it, it's very in tune with a Dreamcast controller, actually, which is fine. I love the Dreamcast controller. It was yeah, way out of fine. its time. Um, I need to hold them before I can really judge it, but they do, they do look small. They look like a candy bar. See, that, that's one of my concerns. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a super hater, but for some games, I don't think it'll be too bad. But, like, even Zelda, what are you going to do for, like, inventory management and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's, like, a little pro controller and stuff you can get with it, but it could be a little frustrating if you have to have a pro controller to play play the game on docked or whatever. I mean, how many buttons do you really need to play a game? Nowadays, it'd be hard-pressed to do it without four or five. Yeah. If you think about it. Well, you got triggers, you got D-pad, and then joystick, and then four buttons over here. Well, I'm just thinking like a, a simple game like Mario Kart. 
you have gas, you have brake, you have the shoot button, then you have to have the joystick to turn, and that's without anything to look behind you or anything like that. You're looking, not counting the joystick, you're looking to need at least three buttons. And that's without a pause button, too. Yeah. I'm thinking you take an, a Super Nintendo controller plus two joysticks. Yeah, that's fine. Don't want to overdo it. No, I'm not. Uh, like you said, it'll be kind of hard to say until we get our hands on it. Um, yeah. I don't know. And then um, the, they're already coming out with the, and maybe it'll be good, I don't know. They already have the stupid gimmicky 1-2 Switch game. Yes, they do. I don't want gimmicky games. That's how Nintendo got in this position in the first place. Guess what? You're going to get them. You're going to get them. Nintendo frustrates me. Look at the Wii U. That tablet is amazing. It's awesome. I use it every day. And they never used it. I don't know a game that used it to its extent. There was nothing that really utilized it. Like a little bit. Like um, one of those first Super Mario Wii U games. The second player could take it and make platforms for Mario to jump on. Big wolf. That's fine, but you don't need it. Inventory management on Zelda, cool, but once again, don't need it. Yeah. The The best feature of that thing was the fact that if somebody wanted to watch TV, you could play Mario Kart or something on the tablet while they watch TV or whatever you wanted to do. By far the best feature. But there is no game that like used that tablet to its full potential. And we, we used to talk about... How great it would have been to put an Advance Wars game on there. Oh, yeah. And how that could actually utilize the tablet the way it should have been used. I guess Mario Maker. Mario Maker could be the one that actually utilizes the tablet. Mario Party 10. Because you have four players in Bowser. But Mario Party 10 was awful. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here. But it was awful. Mario Party hasn't been good in forever. Okay, but they tried, and like that was a good idea, just not well executed. It was an okay idea, not well executed. I couldn't tell you a good idea for that Wii Pad, dude. I don't know. I just. But the thing is, the Switch also has touchpad capability, so are they actually gonna highlighting it? Good. It's it's there if you want it, and that's what this should have been to begin with. There if you want it, not make a game and make it utilize this. Good. That's what it should be. Yeah. Is a feature, not... It's a feature. It's not a... My problem with the Wii U is the tablet wasn't supposed to be a feature. It was supposed to be the center point. Yeah. If you go back and watch the Wii U presentations before it was released, everybody talked about how that tablet was going to change this and change that. No, it didn't change anything. It it changed Nintendo's stance in video gaming because nobody wanted to touch their freaking main console. And look, they're still selling the Wii U for two hundred bucks or whatever it is, two fifty. It's honestly, or is it three hundred still? I haven't looked. I'd imagine it's around two fifty. How when they're done making them have they not dropped in price? It's it's very rarity, my friend. Oh, it's, it's so bad. It, I just I I'm kinda at the wait and see point with Nintendo. I hate to say that. But the last Nintendo console I really enjoyed was the GameCube. Yep. I have a Wii U, and I, I enjoy the four or five games that are really good on it. The um, Mario Mar- 3D World. Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8. Mario Maker. Mario Maker Smash. and Smash. That's about the only thing I play. Splatoon's good. Even if you don't play it, it's good. 
No, you're right. I forgot about Splatoon. And I haven't played it yet, but I heard Xenoblade Chronicles X is pretty damn good. And Bayonetta. So let's say there's 10 great games on the system. That's, I don't know. The Switch needs to have more than 10 great games. I'm encouraged by their launch lineup that they said. Are you? Because I was not impressed. Side Zelda. They they have some interesting games that, I mean, I guess you gotta wait and see your reviews. But Fire Emblem coming out. Mario Odyssey Splatoon 2. Um, I can't remember the name of the game, but there's a fighting game that I've seen some previews for that looked like if it's done well, it could be good. Um, Zelda's going to be the system seller, though. And I was originally not even going to worry about getting the Switch, and I was just going to buy it on Wii U. And then i seen the differences between the two of them, and they, it looks pretty drastic. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see... Um, a lot of it will come down to battery power and stuff, how it will run when it's not docked. Um, and if they're actually going to get third-party support. Yay, they're getting Skyrim. Too bad that game's been out for what? What did it come out in, like, 2010? Um, 11 or 10. So, I'd say 11, I think, is when it came out. Which is a five-year-old game. Is be, it going to be a Skyrim, or is it going to be a Skyrim, the, the new... Open and, edition they just released, I don't remember, with new graphics. I don't know if it can run that. It's gotta. I don't know. It's not as powerful as... It's not as powerful as a PS4 or an Xbox One. I think, though, Skyrim... There's a lot of niche Skyrim nerds that just are really just into Skyrim. I feel like that could probably sell a fair amount of units on its own. Well, I get... I mean, I, I'll be the first person to say I don't like Skyrim. I think... I don't hate it, but I was not engaged. I, I gave it an, way more than an honest attempt. I played it for 40 hours waiting for it to get good, and it never got good, in my opinion. It was bad. Just my opinion. I know a lot of people that love Skyrim. That's great. I'm happy that you like that game. I know it eats up a lot of hours, and I can see why people would want to take that on the go. It'd be kind of fun if you're... I could see kids, you know parents with their kids or whatever that that could be the cool new thing for when you're taking long car rides assuming the battery holds out i can't imagine as a child like having a nintendo switch at my disposal just to take with me we grew up with game boy and game gear they're so well i wasn't gonna say they're so bad the game gear was so bad and like (laughs) and i liked it too i still have one the game boy was great but you couldn't see it. The Game Gear you could see, but wasn't great. It yeah. sucked. It was bad. It, it was hard. I was going to say it sucked because if you didn't have that cool little like magnifier light thing, the second it got like even slightly dark out, you might as well just put your Game Boy in your pocket because it's, it's over. Man, you guys don't know what we went through. And then the Game Gear was great because it had a lighted uh, display and displayed in color. Too bad the games were awful. They were so bad. I wanted to love them, but Streets of Rage was too hard. Sonic, all of them were too hard. Well, that and they just... It's hard to have a Sonic game on a screen that was like three inches because you couldn't see anything in front of you. And it was a... I think it was LCD, so if it was cold, it was blurry. Yep. And the lights made it blurry. (laughs) It's sad. Like I said, I still have one, don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. Game Gear was like that bad cat that wouldn't let you love it. Yeah. You wanted to, but like it would walk away from you and just bite you whenever you tried to play it. It was bad. Like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic for the Switch. I know it sounds like I'm super down on it, but 
I really, I really hate to say it, but I'm in a wait and see mode with Nintendo. Yeah. I blindly supported the Wii U because I thought it sounded cool and wasn't all that impressed. Like you said, the few games that I have that are really good, they're probably worth owning the system for for me. But yeah. when's the last time you you played your Wii U? I haven't played it for a long time. I'll watch YouTube or streaming VOD services on it, but I have not played it since probably Smash Brothers, like in September. Yeah, when we were doing a Monday night Smash night. Yeah, and that was probably the first time I had busted mine out in six months. Yeah, it's, it's a, real. That's true. There's don't get me wrong. There's good stuff on it, but there's better yeah. things to play, like Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. But let's hope let's hope the launch lineup. You got to think they have something like forty four games coming within the next year. That's pretty confirmed. good. Confirmed, and even if I mean launch lineups, usually the games aren't all that great. But let's say ten of them are good, you know, and five of them are really good. That's probably enough, assuming they can continue to support it. The big thing Nintendo needs to get third party support with this system. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know. If they have, you know, data metrics to show that their handheld... I mean, the 3DS sells pretty well. Maybe they can finally show people, hey, we got a system that's capable of running most games. Put it on this system and you can sell 2 million copies because people want to play, you know, Final... It's obviously not going to the Switch, but, you know, people want to play Final Fantasy Fifteen on the go or people want to play Skyrim on the go. People want to play XCOM 2 on the go. Like, 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 this is just spitballing. I have no idea. You know what would be a great game for the Switch? Something you could take on the go, something you could play at home, too? What if they did another, like, Civilization just for the Switch? That'd be cool. That would... That'd be a reason to have it. Yeah, I just... The price point... The price point's a little high for me, too. I think it's... It's reasonable. It's 50 bucks too much. It, uh... Even it, 275 I think, would be more reasonable. It's retailing at two ninety nine, which isn't a terrible price. Anything more than that, it would have been awful. But for two ninety nine, I think it should have come came bundled with the one two switch game. It should be bundled with one two switch, absolutely. At two ninety nine, bundled with one two switch, it is what it is. It's a game that most people probably aren't going to play, but it's a game. It should be bundled with anything. It should be yeah. bundled with a digital download of Super Mario World. As far as I care, it should be anything. Exactly. Two ninety nine with no no games, way too high. Two fifty no games, okay. I I think two fifty with a bundled game, they wouldn't have been able to keep them on the shelves. It comes out March third. Uh, Pre orders have pretty much sold out. Yeah, which is a good sign. That means people are interested. I will I, say though, Nintendo is known for choking the market on their releases. I feel like they did a good job with the Switch, where like they had a full day of opportunity to pre-order this thing let's hope so i if they're artificially trying to create demand it's not gonna work i don't think they are i honestly think like in my experience of pre-ordering things an hour even with xbox one and ps4 it was just gone but like the switch like i said there's a full day like i got mine at four o'clock in the morning because i just happened to wake up at that time after they did their uh, nintendo nintendo direct and then, like, there were pre-orders available for the rest of the day, at the very least. And that's that's pretty good, especially for Nintendo. 
So I hope Nintendo's trying to share that whole image of choking the market because that's really terrible. I don't think a company should do that to their fans. And like that defeats the purpose of a pre-order. A pre-order is like, okay, this many people want this. We need to make the demand. I don't see how choking the market helps. I understand that the second people see them, they'll buy them. Yeah. For a while. But why not fulfill what people want first? I have no problem with them like just throwing numbers out there. This is just a obvious, you know, just an easy number to work with. Say the demand was 1 million units at launch. I have no problem with them having 800,000 units available, you know, fulfilling 80, 85% of the, the market and creating somewhat. But if you're going to come out and fill 500,000 of those, you're only hurting yourself. That's just like the NES Classic. I have no doubt in my mind that they purposely choked the market on oh, that. Oh, absolutely they did. And you know what's going to end up happening? Yeah, when they kind of start coming back into stock, there'll be an initial surge. But it's past holiday season now. People are going to forget about them. People aren't going to buy them. If you would have put out an extra 100000 right before holiday, I and they would have still been kind of hard to get, you know how many they would have sold? All 100000 of them. Oh, absolutely. I, you're, just hurting your, you're just hurting yourself in the long run. The people that buy them immediately and want them, there's people that buy them immediately and scalp them. There's like you and I, we're fine waiting for three, four months for games that we basically already own. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, you know, using that one million mark, that if you can fulfill all one million, that's a million people that are going to buy software right away. If you fulfill 500,000, you're choking yourself out of half of the market to buy your games. Who's not going to buy Zelda at launch? If you get a Nintendo Switch, why are you buying one if you're not getting Zelda? There's the other game, Arms, that looks pretty cool. I, I have no doubt that at least one of the other launch games is going to be solid. You know, one of them will probably be worth having. But if, unless you're just buying a Switch just to say you have one, you're going to buy Zelda. There's a reason why they delayed Zelda, and it was so it could be a launch title on Switch. And it should be a launch title on Switch. It absolutely should. So I I don't know. I, I hope it's not fake demand. I hope they genuinely were cautiously optimistic and ran out and they're working on getting more i don't know we'll have to wait and see cautiously optimistic hope it sells well yeah i think it's it's gonna be fine i really do there's a lot of people that are excited for it i don't know anybody that's waiting except for you i am waiting i'm okay waiting that's fine i'm gonna be a little sad not playing zelda well you should come at least come over when i get it and see it so i can punch you and take yours yeah okay can fight Caleb too. Caleb and I will punch you together. Caleb? Caleb's Luke's brother. I'm speaking to you now. Just act like you're on his side. Donkey punch him in the back of the head. Well, you heard both Luke and I's uh, opinions on the Switch. Luke's really excited. I'm somewhat excited or cautiously optimistic. I'd like to know what you guys think. Am I a hater? Is Luke too yes. much of a fanboy? Yes. Are we both wrong? Next time. <laughs> Should we put up a poll? Are you excited for the Switch? What is the Switch? Who cares? I have a PS4. I have an Xbox One. I, I like tacos. Gamer. <laughs> I like tacos would win. I guarantee it. It's who doesn't like tacos. Yeah. So if all five of you could vote, that would put us at an equal split. That'd be great. And one person to decide the factor. Perfect. That's true. 
you can uh, drop us a line at baldyandbeard at gmail.com. Yep. Or baldyandthebeard at twitter.baldy slash underscore, wait, baldy underscore beard dot nothing. Just baldy underscore beard. You'll figure yeah. it out. I trust you. You're a big boy. Baldy underscore beard on Twitter. All right. There. That'll help you out. She's nice. Facebook, we're baldy She's and nice. beard. Um, we are also going to uh, open up a streaming channel on Twitch. Are That's, we? Yes. All right. We talked about this. Luke forgot. Um, <laughs> future point in time. But we uh, welcome all feedback, all ratings, the good ones, the negative ones. Let us know what we can do look better. Let us know how we can buy your love. Without money. Without money. Without money. And thank you, Daniel Cannon, for uh, interlude and postlude. Two awesome songs from an awesome album called Lunaria. Go download it with your money. Unless you can find it for free, then good for you. But we don't encourage that because no. he's a good person. He's actually a really talented artist, and uh, he makes a lot of real interesting things. So go uh, check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Join us next week when we talk more video games. And I hate some more on Nintendo because apparently that's what I do. Well, you know what's not hate? It's scrutiny. It's true. It's out of love. I'm, I'm like a lover scorned. It's true. Bye. Bye.